Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful, but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, my featured guest is Gus Muniz Castro. You can find him at powerisa.com, powerisa.com. Now, his full name is Gustavo, but he goes by Gus for short because he just wants to make your life a little easier, Startup Nation. Now, he's originally from Mexico. He's a former Microsoft senior engineer turned real estate agent, turned inside sales guru. That's what you're all about, right? Startup Nation, you want to make more sales, make more profit. So this is the guy. Listen up. Get your pen and paper. Since 2015, Gus has run one of the largest inside sales teams for real estate in North America. 65 agents strong, making about 50,000 outbound dials a day. So they're making 50,000 outbound calls a day for their clients. Now, Gus's team sets about 100 appointments with buyers and sellers every day, mostly from Facebook leads. He runs a seven-figure-a-year business and has over 600 active clients. Now, Gus is super passionate about helping business owners like you be successful through online marketing and lead follow-up, team building, sales scripts, online lead conversion, and much more. So we're going to get real about it today because you hear so much about closing deals and doing Facebook ads and online ads that don't convert. And it's just becoming almost like a broken record for you, Startup Nation, because I know maybe you have already tried doing different online ad campaigns and they didn't work for you. They didn't convert for you. Well, maybe it's just you're that special person. Or maybe you quit a little too early and you didn't really give it a shot. Or maybe you didn't have a good strategy when you did it. You were using a broken strategy. So there's so many different factors in that. I can speak firsthand uh, to that because I've experienced that. I've used the wrong strategies. And then I complained I didn't get the right results. So Gus, welcome to your first 100K top 100 podcast on iTunes and entrepreneurship. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Yeah, thanks so much, Joseph. You know, big shout out to the Startup Nation. Very happy to be here. I love the focus of this show. I think that journey to the first 100K, uh, it's, uh, it's treacherous. It's treacherous. It's hard. Uh, there's no easy way through it. I think there's the illusion that it can be easy and it's overnight success. Uh, you know, and I think everything that we do as entrepreneurs to kind of bring people back to reality, uh, you know, and show them, you know, what the journey looks like and that there's light at the end of the tunnel, I think helps. Helps us. It helps the, the community, uh, you know, entrepreneurs everywhere. So I'm glad to be here. Uh, you know, and, and carry forward that mission, um, you know, filling in the gaps, um, you know, I, I think you got a pretty good overview, born and raised in Mexico. Uh, I, was, I was born and raised on the border with the U.S. So ever since I was a kid, you know, I, I looked at the U.S. I wanted to be there. 
you know, well, here, I'm here to you right now. I'm, you know, I wanted to make it in the U.S. It was like the big leagues, right? You know, I'm a baseball fan. Wanted to make it to the bigs, uh, find a way to be there. I had a lot of family in Southern California. They always made fun of you if you spoke English with an accent. So I got rid of that quick uh, when I was a kid uh, and it opened a lot of doors for me. So I went to school in Mexico for engineering. You know, this was the late 90s. The internet boom was at, you know, it's full force. Uh, you know, everything was about software, technology. The internet was going to eat everything, uh, you know, so that's what I went into, right? And I said, this is going to give me my shot uh, to make it in the U.S. And it did. I got recruited out of Mexico by Microsoft Corporation, right? So in case people don't remember this, the early 2000s, Microsoft was the only game in town when it came to technology, gaming, you know, brow internet browsers, computers, laptops, smartphones, everything was Microsoft. Everything was Microsoft. So it was like going to work for the combination of Google, Facebook, Amazon, all, all rolled into one, right? So it was like joining the mothership. I had made it, right? It was like the best opportunity ever. They invited me over to my high school to give a talk as like a brand new employee. I didn't know anything, man. Like I, I knew how to get recruited. That was my superpower, right? So I talked about that, but it was like, you know, like a minor celebrity in my, in my community in Mexico, right? Um, and I moved up to Seattle in 2004 and my wife moved up with me in 2006 and I was set, right? And I remember very clearly something my, my first boss told me in Microsoft and it stuck with me, you know, even 15 years later. He said, Gus, I don't know if I'm going to, if I should be happy for you or sorry for you. Am I going, what, what are you talking about? What does that, what does that mean? And he goes, because, you know, this is the best job I've ever had, right? And, this, and he said, I'm, and I'm 50 years old, you're 23 and you're already at the, what, probably the best job anyone can have, right? Got to make sure this is what you want, right? Because this is an amazing place to work at, right? Make sure it's aligned with your purpose. I didn't know what that meant at all at 23. I wanted the car. I wanted the house. I wanted the six-figure paycheck, you know, trips to Las Vegas, trips to Europe, you know, living the lifestyle. You know, I, I, I was a you know, kid that grew up in Mexico. We weren't poor by any measure, like in the country of Mexico. And I was, you know, middle class, right? We went to the restaurant and we never ordered appetizers. You know, it was, it, my parents were teachers, school teachers, right? So it was like being a celebrity for me, for me. Um, but, but that phrase rang true for me, right? As I progressed in my career, I kind of realized, yeah, this is a great dream. This is a dream job, uh, but it wasn't my dream. I think that is a, you know, I think that's, I think we all go through some version of that in our twenties, right? Where we kind of want to figure out, hey, is, what do I want? Who am I, right? What is it, what is, what, what, what's my purpose, right? Uh, you know, and I think that word purpose, uh, it goes from being meaningless when you're a kid to like realizing this is the most important thing you should think about, right? Like in, in life, uh, you know? So for me, that, that journey of not knowing what purpose even meant to realizing that I have to do something more aligned with my purpose was my 20s to early 30s, that period of time. I was at Microsoft and I started to feel the weight of doing something day in and day out that was not aligned with my purpose. And that was, it gets, and, and it's, it, it kind of snuck up on me. Got a little bit harder to wake up in the morning got a little bit harder to put in those extra hours at night and on the weekends. And, and when you're working in high tech software, uh, you put in the hours, you're really well compensated and they expect a lot from you, right? So 60 hour weeks, 70 hour weeks is pretty much the norm. Um, but, but it got harder to do that, right? I, I started to realize the folks around me, the ones that came with passion to their job, interest, genuine interest, genuine curiosity in what they were doing, were gonna far surpass me, right? They were, just, they were playing a different game than I was. Uh, because my passion, my interest uh, was, was not 100% in what I was doing, right? So I started to realize that and, and even I, became, I got promoted, I became a manager at Microsoft, I became a senior engineer, uh, whereas where a lot of people, where their career starts to plateau, and I could feel it, Joseph, that that was where I was going to plateau. And you got to be honest with yourself at some point. Is that okay with you? 
or not? Are you going to do something different, right? Some people plateau in the very first step. Some people plateau in step number five or step number 10 on that corporate ladder, right? Are you going to be okay with that? And when I, I was 30 years old, and I said, I'm not okay with this, right? I, I, my talents kind of lie elsewhere, right? I started seeing, you know, signs of that. My wife was actually the one that lit the, lit the flame, right? She was a spark. Uh, she got licensed in, uh, for real estate in 2008, just as like the economy was tanking, the world was ending. It was the worst economy ever, um, you know, and she became the rookie of the year in her brokerage with like eight or nine deals in the whole year, right? And she was like an amazing performer, um, you know, and, and, and she gave me that first taste of something different, a different kind of, of, uh, of, of, of life, a different kind of profession, different type of career, the, the self-made entrepreneur, right? The, the self-driven entrepreneur, solo entrepreneur, you know, path. And it started, I got licensed in 2010, right? And I helped her out nights and weekends in her real estate business. And I was more excited about that, my, my side hustle, my nights and weekends job, uh, than I was about working in Microsoft, right? And, 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 the, and then, you know, I think the thing that really kind of was groundbreaking for me, that kind of made me just put everything into perspective, in 2012, end of 2012, my mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and she was 65, right? 65. The age where a lot of people are like, hey, man, I'm going to retire and I'm going to start to enjoy life. I'm going to put in my hours and then, boom, I'm going to, you know, collect that retirement check and I'm done. I'm going to, it's, it's, it's my time now, right? And, you know, that was the age where she was diagnosed with a degenerative, you know, neurological disease that, that is going to end your life, essentially, right? Um, so it, it, it shook me to my core, uh, uh, you know, because I had seen my grandmother go through that disease. She had seen her mother go through that disease. And, and to kind of see that happen uh, is, is, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't want to go into a ton of detail. It's just saying it's, it's, it's hard. And, it, and, you, and it, it does, it helped me. Um, I see it now as it helped me have that introspection and, and, and decide for myself, am I ever going to do what I wanted to? How many years do you have, you know, to, to, to bet on yourself, to align yourself with your purpose, right? To do something that you're actually meant to do. Um, and I said, the time is now. That's it, right? 2013, I walked away from a six-figure paycheck another six figures in compensation, um, stock options and stock award, all these things. I mean, the high tech is good at keeping you there. And they want to make sure you do not leave, right? Especially when they've invested like a decade in training you and, and everything, um, you know? And I said, you know what? I'm going to find something different. This is, this is, this is for me. Uh, and I had the house, I had the car, I had everything, my, you know, Microsoft engineer lifestyle. And I said, this is, this is not what I want. This is not what I want. This is the stuff. This is the stuff that I get. If I, if I stay on this path, uh, the stuff isn't important to me, right? This is not the most important thing to me. I want to start my road on entrepreneurship. I joined my wife's real estate team. We're a, two, a, a husband and wife team. Uh, that was 2013. And I said, you know what? I'm going to give this six months. I'm going to give myself six months of runway. So Gus, let me jump in right there and ask you this. What was the most difficult part for you walking away from the prison of success in the corporate job? To be perfectly honest with you, man, just being real, it was the judgment of my peers and my parents, what they would think, what they would say about me, because they had celebrated me joining Microsoft. I was, like I said, it was like the, the trappings of success. I made it, right? And my parents were going to go, but, but you made it. What are you doing? I mean, you're, you're, all, you, you're on that, 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 you know, you're doing the dream job. You're living the dream, Gus. What are you, doing? What are you talking about? You want to try something different. What's wrong? Are you, did you get fired? Were you, were you doing terrible at your job? Were you a bad engineer? that you've got nothing else to do but be a, a commission-only salesperson? What's going on? I, I, that is a conversation. No one ever said that, by the way, ever. But it's a conversation you have with yourself. It's an it's a objection 
you, you, you hear in your own, really only hear in your own head, to be honest with you. But so how did you get past that conversation in your own head and take that bold action and risk it all? <sighs> what? Well, you know, having that experience with my mom and I said, am I going to be, how much longer am I going to live someone else's dream? And, and how, how much time am I going to give myself when I'm 65? If, if the end of my, you know, full and complete life is 65, am I going to wish, am I going to live with regret that I never bet on myself? That I never give it a try, right? And, and, and Joseph, once you kind of realize, and I'm talking to someone that works in the US, the USA, right? I mean, one of the richest, most prosperous countries in the, in, on earth and in history, that what is, what's the worst thing that could happen to me, right? Literally, what is the worst thing, right? Am, am I growing up in a small town in Mexico where if I lose my job and livelihood, my life is threatened? That's not the case, right? Once I realized how little I had to lose, it was a no-brainer for me. It was like an automatic decision. I am going to bet on myself. And worst case, I come back, you know, crawling to Microsoft <laughs> or another one of these tech companies and say, can you please hire me again? That's, that was the worst case scenario for me. And that was not an issue at all. Zero. It was zero uh, stopping me at the end. Thank you for sharing that super inspiring story. Startup Nation, if you are in that position that Gus just described, I hope this show inspires you, this episode, to make that leap, to not sell your soul anymore, wherever you are. And to really just go for or go forward towards what your heart already knows is true. You are made for something greater than you. What is it? To sit and reflect and ask those questions before it's too late, before you get the illness, before you get the accident, before life just sneaks up on you and you get the deathbed. What, what is it that you were made for? Why are you here? These are important questions. And if you haven't sat with them, please do so right now. Do so after this episode. Sit down and ask yourself a, a few, one, two, or three deep reflective questions. Sit with the answers. Really spend some time. After all, your whole life depends on it. Now, Gus, let's shift here. Let's shift the conversation. Let's get into some how-to, some tactics, some strategies, because Startup Nation feels inspired right now. They're like, Gus, I'm in, let's do it. Or Gus, I'm already in the business. I already made the jump, man. I'm with you, bro, but it's not working. I'm struggling or it's working okay, but it's not working as great as I thought it was going to work. I haven't replaced my income yet, my full-time job with all the security. Maybe I'm making only 50,000 a year or 80,000 a year, but I can't cross the 6K mark. Why? What's going on? Hey, Gus, how are you taking... Facebook campaigns and turning them into profits. How are you doing this? Like, what are the strategies? What am I missing? What am I not doing right? What do you got, Gus? Yeah, no, and, and I love that. And I think that's a lot of people are, are kind of struggling with that. The first, the first conversation I have, and my audience tends to be, you know, real estate agents, real estate entrepreneurs. Uh, so, you know, that, that's what I'm going to speak to. That's my, that's my expertise. Um, the first conversation I have with them is if you're going to play in that Facebook game, Facebook advertising, you got to know the numbers. You got to go into it with open eyes, right? Because if you go into it, like a lot of realtors do, looking to make that first transaction, the first 30 days, get immediate results. Um, and, you know, and people say, you know, no, that's not what I want. That's, that's what they need because they don't have the budget to, to you know, continue some of these campaigns for three, four, five, six months like you probably need to. Um, if you go into it with that mindset, uh, you, you're not giving yourself enough runway to make it successful. Uh, if you're converting Facebook leads for real estate at the highest level, you're converting 1% of anything you get within six to 12 months. Six to 12 months, you're converting those leads that are coming in today at 
in six to 12 months from now. So if, if folks had the right expectation, the right uh, numbers and the realistic expectation on that, they would be much more successful because they understand the game. They go into Facebook thinking it's an immediate conversion game and it's not, right? It is a longer term follow-up and conversion game. And I guess number one thing is understanding the rules of the game. What game are you playing and understanding the rules? If you compare Facebook leads, let's say the Zillow leads, right? In the, in, the, in the real estate world, Zillow's the major player in the portals. You know, people go on there, they look for homes. Uh, a, a realistic expectation uh, at the highest level of converting uh, Zillow leads is one out of 10 leads. One out of 20 leads is a, is a really good conversion rate to, to like a signed deal. And the people that do it at the highest level can convert at that. The people that do Facebook at the highest level, it's 1%. Maybe two or three percent. So I'm not extreme case. Let me jump in there because I I think you created a really good distinction there for you, startup nation. If you're in the real estate space or you're not, right? Say you're just running your service based business, your coaching business, and you're looking to do um, online ads, online advertising. Gus just gave you like a very important piece of information. Here's how the game is played on this platform, Facebook, and what to expect. And are you ready? And do you have the budget? And it's a long game. Here's how the game is played on Zillow if you're in real estate. And it's a shorter game with a higher conversion rate. Like, Gus, why do you pick Facebook if it's yeah. the longer play and it, it, it's a lower conversion rate? Like, what should my what should Startup Nation be considering or asking themselves right now when they're choosing which platform to do their online campaign or advertising? That's a great, great question. Uh, so I, on the surface, the conversion rate is not even close. The conversion rate for Zillow is always going to be higher. It's going to be a higher conversion rate to an appointment, and it's going to be a higher conversion rate to close the deal. The difference, and this is a massive difference, is that the Zillow leads are adequately priced to that conversion rate. What do I mean by that? Typical cost, this is my market, Seattle, Washington, in that area. Uh, a typical Zillow lead in that area is going to be $250 per lead. Per lead is going to be a cost per lead in that area. And here's the kicker if you can even find an available zip code. And my, my, the area that I service, I, I, I did Zillow back in 2013, 2014, um, and I got a fraction of a zip code, like a, you know, and, and for Zillow parlance, you get, a, you get a small exposure in a small area. Not, I realized not enough to really make a dent in my business. Um, it wasn't even available. It wasn't available for me to advertise on, right? So very, very high price and very low availability in the best areas, very low availability. Contrast that to Facebook in that same area, Joseph, same area. I'm comparing apples to apples, $5 cost per lead. And that's high because right? in Seattle is, is a high price market. It's a hot market, $5 per lead uh, and immediate availability. I can start tomorrow and generate leads for $5 all day long, right? So the cost for acquisition, right? And this is an important metric. It's not cost per lead. It's not CPM, cost per impressions. It's how much does it cost you to get a deal? How much does it cost you to get a deal signed and get money through the door? For Facebook in that market, 500 bucks, right? $500 in lead spend versus $2,500 uh, in average like Zillow spend. So that is, that, that's the difference between the two. That's the difference between the two. Cost per acquisition is nowhere near uh, what the cost per acquisition is for Zillow. And I'm not knocking Zillow, by the way. I mean, people make a ton of money off Zillow. People have built their business on it. I mean, I'm, I'm not knocking it all. I'm just saying there's a huge difference, especially if you're starting out uh, in a market like this, because the cost of those Zillow leads has not gone down in a decade, right? It's only inching, you know, uh, upwards. Uh, it's not, it's not going down. And at some point, you know, they're probably even going to charge you a, a percentage of your commission. It's not even going to be a, 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 a fixed fee per lead because the leads are so valuable. So startup nation, there you have it. Gus has just unlocked, revealed the question you should be asking yourself 
regardless of which online advertisement uh, advertising you're looking to do? How do you find the right platform to market your business or service or your product? The answer is to ask yourself, what is my cost per acquisition of a new client, right? Actual close a sale on this platform, Facebook. What's my cost per acquisition on Zillow? What's my cost per acquisition on YouTube? If I'm doing videos and what does that look like? What's my cost per acquisition on Instagram or on TikTok? What is your cost per acquisition? And that looks like work. You got to figure out that, right? You got to sit with that. And if you don't know, then find someone who's crushing it on that platform, reach out to them. And ask them the simple question. Hey, listen, I'm, you know, I'm just getting going or whatever. You're rocking it. You're amazing. Do you got five minutes? I just want to ask you a question. Maybe you can help me, you know, like just opening up a dialogue with someone and you never know, they might just say yes. And you caught them at the right time. And they may answer that question and be like, well, here's my quest per acquisition, you know, for marketing on this platform. Immediately you got that answer. You just saved yourself six months to a year of expense and research. Right. So just a little hack. Relationships are great hacks. Start good relationships with people. Treat people kindly and reach out to them and stop with your big ego and your little control freak and ask for help. Ask for help. I've asked for help so many times in my career and I had to put my ego aside and not care what I looked like. But you know what? I got the help. People said yes. Gus, what do you want to say to that? Anything I left out there? I uh, know 100%. You know, and here's another hack. Podcasts. That's another great one, right? But see, and you know, podcasts are kind of promote that kind of raw, you know, keeping it real, uh, not the glossy, polished, you know, PR. I mean, if you find that kind of a solution like podcasts you have here, Joseph, which is great, um, you know, you, that's a, that's another cheat. That's another hack, right? Find someone you admire, find someone that's in your same space, and hey, what's this guy going to say? What, what, what's he going to reveal? What are those nuggets of knowledge uh, they want to do? Because you want to come on these on these shows and deliver massive value. It's a great opportunity. I do it all the time. Podcasts are one of my favorite. Our research tools. And that's how I found you, you know, and I found a lot of people and, you know, networking opportunities and entrepreneurs. That's another, you know, nugget for folks. I think podcast is a great way uh, to find out that those nuggets. Now, I got to ask you a very revealing question, if you're willing, what is your cost per acquisition when you appear as a guest on podcast? When I appear as a guest on podcast, well, my, my biggest expense when I'm, re when I'm appearing as a guest is my time. So, you know, so that's a little bit. So yeah, if I, I value my time at a thousand dollars an hour. That's my, that's my, so for me to appear in a podcast is probably going to cost me, I'd say one to $2,000, you know, uh, uh, per, per appearance, let's say. So $2,000 per appearance. I think that for me, uh, cause it's kind of investing time, investing time. Not, you Got know, I, I didn't pay you to be on here. I didn't hire a PR agency. I didn't do anything like that. I literally just, you know, reach out to folks, you know, usually it's a cold email or a cold message on Facebook. I'm like, Hey, you know, I've listened to your show. Uh, I'd love to be on. That's essentially it. Not everyone responds. So it takes, you know, maybe a couple hours of, of work to find someone that's interested, um, you know, but, you know, I always accumulate, this is funny, you know, I always accumulate shows and people that I'm interested in. I, I want to like bulk it, um, I get a, a bunch of them and then I get enough of them and go, okay, now it's worth the time to spend an hour and message a bunch of them and go, hey, I'm, I'm, I like what you're doing. I saw someone really awesome on your show. You must have an awesome show. Um, so doing that. And it's a it's a tremendous use of my time, by the way. It's a great, 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 great activity um, because I get to build an audience. People get to know me. You know, I get to build credibility, all of these things. That, like in a content marketing strategy, all of it comes together in a great medium that I love and use myself. So I know how powerful it is. Startup Nation, Gus just gave you another fantastic and simple and proven strategy. 
using podcasts as your marketing platform. But again, you got to ask yourself, what's the cost per acquisition? If you're going to go on that, uh, are you going to use the simple strategy Gus did to get free marketing to appear as a guest? Or are you going to go more a traditional route, hire a PR agency or a podcast booking agency that they reach out to me all the time? I probably have, I'd say, 20 different agencies that are constantly pitching me new guests. Um, that I say no to, right? I say no a lot to uh, different guests if they don't fit for my audience here. Um, and then you have someone like Gus who snuck through my email inbox <laughs> somehow and just caught me at the right time. And I typically don't take cold guests. Um, it's all through uh, warm introductions. And and I just, I saw him, I researched him just a little bit and I said, you know what? Let's put the guy on the show. And he got through all the noise. And you can too, Startup Nation. You gotta be bold. You ask, have to ask for bold requests. So Gus, thank you for sharing that. Let's get into what are your top three tips or strategies? You've already delivered like five or 10, but what are your top three tips or strategies right now um, for Startup Nation to cross the 100K milestone in their business, regardless if it's real estate or not? What yeah, do you got absolutely. So, uh, and, and if you guys are, are playing in the online space and whether you're paying for ads or not, right? You're generating attention, you're generating uh, you know, uh, interest online, whether it's organic or paid, all of these apply. Number one is you've got to have a solution for speed to lead, right? You cannot leave people waiting if they're interested in you. They're asking you a question. They're leaving a comment on your Facebook post, Facebook post on your Instagram post. You cannot leave them hanging there. You cannot, if they have an inquiry on your website, you cannot wait one, two, three days to get back to them. This is very common, be very, especially in real estate. It's amazing. If you want to have fun, you know, try and, you know, get request information on a property in most markets. And a lot of times, more often than we would admit as agents, you're going to get zero response when people make that inquiry. So you what's the best way for Startup Nation to automate that process? Because their life is busy. That's why nobody is really doing it. So what's the best way? What, what has been your number one hack to respond quickly to leads real time? Yeah. And, and text messaging, right? Text messaging is one of those hacks because yes, we're not able to always jump on the phone. You might not have like an inside salesperson on your team, right? Especially if you're a solo agent, solo entrepreneur, you are the, the inside salesperson. That's a role that you have, right? So you might not be able to return their call, return their message. But if they're coming in through an, an inquiry, if they've got some way to capture the phone number, you can shoot off an automated text. And there's a bunch of ways to do that text automation. One of the tools that we use frequently is one called zapier.com, Z-A-P-I-E-R.com. Uh, an amazing tool you can start using for free, right? And do a basic automation, which just is a text message responder. And this is very powerful in real estate. Nowadays, half of the appointments you can book with someone in real estate are going to come through a text messaging platform. So it's very useful, very valid. You can definitely make it happen. I agree with your text messaging response uh, or strategy there. Uh, I have a personal friend that uh, his uh, price point on his product is $40,000. And uh, he closes all his deals, the entire conversation from initial lead inquiry. He does it all on his phone via text. He never oh, calls them. He yeah. never meets them. He closes a $40,000 transaction, multiple ones per month, just from his phone doing text communication. He's brilliant at writing. Right. And it's just just to give you an idea, Startup Nation, like if you're not good at sales, that limiting belief you have, but you're a great writer, guess what? You can close sales just by writing. You really can. I'm witnessing it firsthand. I wish I had that skill set. So anyway, uh, what is your number two? Number two number strategy. Two. So you've got to have number one solution, some kind of solution to speed to lead. Number two, not everyone's going to respond right away through phone calls or text messaging, right? Not everyone's gonna respond that. In real estate, 90% of everyone is not gonna respond right away to that initial message, that initial call. So you've gotta have some kind of follow-up plan in place. 
some kind of follow-up plan. And I always love to tell people this statistic from our own co my company, right? From all the you know lead follow-up that we do. If you're if you don't have a system in place to do 16 touches, 16 contact attempts in the first 60 days, 16 that's one six in the first 60 days, then you don't have a chance to talk to 50% of those leads that come in. You're not going to be able to. It's not going to be possible, right? If it, consistently in that scale, you have to have a system that at least does that, at least does that. And some people can do even more than that. That's great. I'm telling, I'm talking to the solo entrepreneur. I'm talking to the solo agent out there. You have to have a system that at least, and that can be a combination of texting and calling, right? It doesn't have to be all one or the other, but you have to have something that does 16 touches in 60 days. Otherwise, I don't think you're going to be able to talk to the majority of the leads that come in. Wow. I've never heard that before. Uh, what's your number three? What do you got? Number three. Okay. So you've got the speed solution. You've got the follow-up solution. Number three, you've got in contact with someone. Someone is responding. Someone is picking up the phone. They want to have a conversation with you on text or over the phone. What do you say? And I think a lot, especially in real estate, a lot of agents, they just want to show someone the home. They just want to get them to meet with them right away. Hey, when do you want to meet? And the objections I hear is that, you know, they're not interested. They don't want to meet with me, Gus. These leads are, they don't work. Facebook doesn't work, right? It's no good. And I always tell folks, you've got to be prepared to offer massive value because you're only going to get that one shot to connect with that lead the first time. You only get one shot. You have to be prepared. And that starts with scripting and it starts with a great, awesome value proposition that they cannot say no to. Because if you just ask them, Joseph, can you want to meet with me? Let's have a coffee and talk about your home process. Then they go, you know, I'm busy. I, I know I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm just getting started. They don't, they don't, you, don't, you didn't offer them any value. You didn't give them a reason to meet with right? Can so you give an example of actual value and reason? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about the market that we're in right now, right? This is early 2021. We're recording this. We have one of the hottest sellers markets in the country ever, you know, on record, at least for me, the last decade, this is the hottest it's ever been, right? So there's a lot, what does that mean? There's a lot of buyers looking for homes. There's not enough homes on the market. If I'm talking to a buyer, a way to deliver massive value to them is number one, help them get access to more properties. That can be an off-market property list. Another way, hey, those buyers are nervous. They're concerned about bidding wars, right? Can you offer them a solution, a blueprint, a proven system to how you help them win that bidding war, right? If you have a specific process you follow with your buyers, people call this the VIP buyer program, the platinum buyer program, my amazing you know, first-time buyer program and training. It includes a class. It includes you know, training materials. It includes one-on-one -on -one strategy sessions on how to win your home. Whatever it is, make that bundle and offer that, right? You know, Joseph, I know we just met, I'm just talking about this, but I really want to meet with you and tell you about our VIP buyer program, which is how we make sure that you can get the home of your dreams. When do you have time for that? They are more likely to say yes to that proposal than you want to meet with me because it's good for me, right? That's what I want out of our relationship. No, 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 no. Value first, then you're able to convert those leads that you're talking to 20, 30% to appointment. If you don't have a massive value proposition, you're going to convert it 0% to appointment. Fantastic. Thank you for giving that example. I appreciate that. Okay. So before we go to my favorite part of the show here, we are speaking with Gus Castro. You can find him at powerisa.com, powerisa.com. And he is creating massive value on this show for you, Startup Nation. I know that you're vigorously taking notes right now. And if you can't keep up with the speed that which we talk, then hit the replay button on this episode. Listen again and make sure you write this down. Anything you write down when you take your notes, 80% more likely to retain in your memory. So always take notes when you listen to this show. 
Gus, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? Go for it. What is your favorite thing about jumping ship from the corporate prison into entrepreneurship? Freedom. What is your least favorite thing? uh, Paychecks. What are you most afraid of, sir? Failure. Yeah. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life, just part of being human. What are you currently struggling with either professionally or personally? Building the best possible team. Yes. That's always a a challenge. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Mobile gaming. Jeez. Got it. Mobile gaming. What secret fear do you have about people? Uh, Trust, right? Yeah. Yeah, Untrustworthiness. What did you spend? What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Uh, Profit. Focusing on profit. Yeah, got it. That cost per acquisition is key to that, isn't it? 100%, man. I I learned that the hard way. Yeah, me too. What is a new habit you want to create in your life? Getting back to reading every day. Got it. What's a bad habit you want to break? Making too much time for mobile gaming every day. (laughs) (laughs) There lies the problem. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Uh, Raw, uh, driven, ambitious. Got it. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in business. Naive, uh, ambitious, uh, and foolish. <laughs> say that. Yeah, I get that one. And last question. If you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends, your wife, your kids in the eye, and give them only one piece of advice about everything, what would you say to them? Patience. Patience. Yeah. Got it. Like good things come to those who wait type patience. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, no matter if you want results tomorrow, uh, you know, and you're driven and you've got the energy and you want to make it happen, that uh, eagerness, over eagerness, rush, uh, typically uh, is not going to give you lead to the right path. Uh, the the great things, the big things, that are going to move your life. They take time. Even if you're taking massive action and you're make, doing the right things, the long term game uh, you have to wait for. Thank you for saying that, Gus and Startup Nation. I'm going to connect that to relationships because that's what I specialize in. Relationships, good relationships, great relationships take time. You got to invest in them. They take time. Many people, they enter marriage and after two or three years, they pass through the romantic stage and it, it wears off. And then they're like, ah, I'm falling out of love with this person. Who the heck are they? No, you're actually just moving into the next stage of relationship which is learning to really love the person with their flaws, like to really stand in your commitment that you made to them to grow. It's kind of like when you place a Facebook ad and after a month, you're like, this ain't working. That's it. I'm out. And then what do we do? We get divorced and then we do it all over again instead of just sticking with it, like Gus is saying, and waiting for the big payoff. So if you're in that place in any of your relationships, well, welcome to humanity. Many of us are. I can help you through it and I can help you to deepen those broken relationships, to restore them, to heal them, and to get that person back in your life that you wish that you could have that loving relationship with. Go to josephwarren.net, sign up for a call with me if you like, and I could tell you how to do that. And Gus, any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K this year? Uh, number one is, I mean, if you're if you're in that corporate lifestyle, if you know if you're thinking of making the plunge, just realize how little you have to lose and bet on yourself and have the courage to do it. The biggest regret you're going to have 
in the future when you're an older person, you can't do that anymore. It's not going to be that you failed. Trust me that that's not going to be the, the regret. It's never having tried. It's never having tried. That is always, and I think, you know, and I think about that every single day, Joseph, hundred percent, right? Am I ever going to, if I fail, if I go back to being an employee, a high paid, oh, woe is me, high paid employee. You know, if I, if I, this business does not work out, if, if things change in the future, what's going to matter the most to me that I gave it a shot, right? That I was there and that, or, or that I could have been a contender, right? That I could have been, a, oh, I bet I would have made it. You never knew, you never know. And you don't want to live with that kind of regret. It's always better to bet on yourself, give it a try, um, you know, give it your all hundred uh, percent, then live with that doubt. I agree completely. What's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you if they so choose? What do you got for them? Uh, powerisa.com is the best way to kind of reach out to me and also on Facebook. I'm very active on Facebook. You can look for Power ISA within Facebook. I'm going to pop up. My free uh, Facebook group is going to pop up. I would love to continue the conversation there with folks if they'd love. And what value would they get if they sign up for your Facebook group, your free Facebook group? Yeah, we're always talking about marketing masterminds. We're always talking about uh, latest Facebook strategies, conversion strategies. And I always, you know, jump in, have experts come into the group and talk to them about what's working within Facebook, Instagram, Google, and everything. Fantastic. Startup Nation, go get that. Jump in. Get all those strategies. Gus is offering it for free. All right. You can find him at powerisa.com. Gus, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.